That's a growler. If you want to get married, you got to date. You got to date. Welcome to the LDS Dating Podcast. The podcast where you are supposed to send us questions uh, that you have about dating and your love life, and we will give you advice about it because that's what we do. For fun. So this week, we actually don't have a, a question, a specific question that we wanted to answer because a few episodes ago, we talked about ditching a date, and that kind of got us thinking a little bit about um, having a an escape plan for dates. So this episode is a special episode where we're not answering a question, but we're going to be talking a little bit about dating safety, having an escape plan, and worst case scenarios for dating. So most of it's just kind of good things that you need to keep in mind and uh, stuff that you need to think about beforehand. And then some of it will be will be a little heavier towards the end. We'll get into some worst case scenarios. So let's start by talking about date escape plans. Okay. Uh, if you're youth, then the best date escape plan that I've heard of, I've heard of a lot of people having it, and your date might even know it's what you're doing. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty popular for a youth date escape plan. But doesn't mean it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't work, but they might know what you're doing if you do this. But uh, <laughs> at uh, any point in the date where you're feeling especially uncomfortable or wanting to go home, then you can text or phone call your parent and say, hey, I have to check in. And then you call and you and your parent kind of have a, a code. Like my mom said, she would just answer the phone and say, hey, are you needing to come home? And I could say, yep. And, you know, your date doesn't know what you guys are talking about. It just sounds like your parents asking you questions and you're saying yes or no. And then my mom would say, okay, well, tell them that you have to be home because, you know, I need you to do this or that or you have homework still or whatever. And she'd make up an excuse for me to come home. And that works. And you get off the phone and you say, oh, I checked in and she said that I need to get home as soon as possible. So let's head that way. And then if you are not a youth with a parent that you can say you need to check in with, then it, it kind of depends on your living situation. I mean, if you're in college or if you have roommates, if you have college roommates or if you just have roommates, then this is just something that you need to to talk to them about. And it's probably something that you should talk to them about anyway, if they are also going on dates and just say, hey, we have this same kind of agreement that I had with my parents or if you didn't have it with your parents, you know, whatever. But talk to them and say, you know, whenever one of us is on a date, then let's have this agreement. We can check in with each other and give some kind of a code word or signal or whatever that you know, you'll call, I can send you a text with an X or something, and then you will call me and say, hey, my car broke down and give me an excuse to get out of the date. Um, so that's just a conversation that you need to have with your roommates or someone that that you're close to where you can tell your date, hey, my best friend, have, have some kind of a scenario where you can say my roommate needs help or whatever that I have to go and help them. So I need to get out of this date and you need to drop me off or I need to leave. Of course, it'd be good if you can find a way to not lie. So <laughs> maybe you and your roommate can make it like a thing where you say, you know, my roommate's locked out of the apartment or something. And they can lock themselves out of the apartment just for, <laughs> you know, that 10 minutes before you get home. That way it actually does become urgent or something. <laughs> that way you're not lying technically. <laughs> Because I feel bad about that. I don't think I've ever actually had to do this because I, I don't know. I guess I went on dates with g 
good people, good dates, and I never felt the need to be sneaky about going home. There were a couple times where I didn't feel good or something, but my dates would just take me home. I didn't have to code word my roommate or anything. But uh, if you do have to do that, it, it'd be better if you can, like, steal away from your date and, like, go to the bathroom or something because it's rude to text on a date even if you're trying to sneakily escape it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention that. If, if you're an older person doing this, then, uh, or not an older person, but not a youth, then just take a bathroom break and text or call whoever it is yeah sometimes you might not be able to i had a sister who was stuck at sonic with a date and he wouldn't let her leave for whatever reason i don't really remember all the the details of it but she sent me a text and she was just like hey make up a reason that i need to come home and call me and i was not good at that <laughs> i don't even remember what reason i came up with i think i told her that our mom said she had to clean the kitchen or something stupid <laughs> <laughs> and she turned around and like made up some better excuse to actually tell her date but <laughs> uh yeah it was a good enough excuse that he was like okay i do need to take you home and he yeah she was able to go go home because of that so i forget what the train of thought was that brought me to that i guess it was just an example okay so that is the first point is to you know, have some kind of escape plan set up where you talk to your parents or your roommate or a friend or something and, you know, have some kind of a system. It doesn't have to be complicated, but have something set up where you can have them give you an excuse that you need to leave and end the date. So the next important thing that you need to do is to let someone know about your date. Let them know who you're going with, first and last name, you know, give them that person's phone number, can. So let them know who you're going with, when the date's going to be, where you're going, and how long the date's supposed to be. And that's just your basic, you know, safety information that if you don't show up, then they can know, okay, it's been half an hour, probably nothing's wrong. It's been an hour, they're having a great date, maybe, maybe something's wrong. It's been four hours, you know, where is she? And I guess this is more, this whole episode, I guess, is geared more towards women going on dates than than men. I don't think this is I mean, it could happen, but this is definitely stuff that's more pertinent to the females who are dating than than guys. Yeah, I think usually the men are the ones who are going to be driving. And if they want to end the date, they just drive the girl home. So it's usually more the girl who feels like she's stuck for one reason or, or another. Like either she can't speak up for you know, whatever reason, the guy's really controlling or something and she can't get out of the date. She can't get him to take her home or, you know, she might just be too shy to say anything, but really want to go home. Maybe it's, it could even be something as simple as like, oh, you just started your period and you want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. You don't want to tell someone like on a first date or something. Yeah, pretty much unless you're, like, engaged. You're not going to want to divulge that information unless you're at a marriage level. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be as simple and awkward as that. You just need to escape so you can get home and take a shower and take care of that stuff. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> the, the next important thing we have um, that you make sure that you should make sure that happens uh, before you go on a date is make sure that you have a key or a way into your home slash apartment or dwelling. Um, you don't want to get back from a date, especially if it wasn't a good date, and be locked out and have to sit around alone or 
with someone that you just had a bad date with. This happened to me like two or three times when I was living with the same roommates. So I would like go to a dance or something and I'd say, well, I'm not going to have pockets. So are you guys going to be home? That way I don't have to bring my key. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll be home. And then I get home and they aren't there. And I end up waiting outside our apartment for like half an hour to an hour for them to get home with like this super awkward date. It's like, well, it's kind of nice that you're hanging out. That way I'm not alone, but... I also don't want to be hanging out anymore. <laughs> yeah. So did you not like have a phone or anything either? No, because I didn't have any pockets. Like that's why I didn't bring my key. If I had if I had jeans on, then I would just have my key in my jeans. I feel like most girls like in that situation though would have like a, a clutch or a little purse or something that they brought. Yeah, I didn't own purses. <laughs> <laughs> I was not that kind of girl i had a scripture bag for sundays <laughs> that was pretty much it i never really had purses at all so all right then uh, i guess that kind of segues into an unplanned point but <laughs> things to have with you uh when you go on a date or just anytime in general you should probably have your cell phone which i'm sure most people most normal people <laughs> have with them anyway but have a cell phone, have a key. If you're like Carrie was and you don't carry a bag or anything, then you could just get a key and put it on a necklace, put it on a chain and you have a goofy necklace for the night, but you have a key to get into your house. You could put on a bracelet or something yeah, too. You could put it on a doesn't bracelet. doesn't look quite so weird. And then a lot of houses now have the, uh, the coded locks. So you could just uh, have a lock with a code if you want to. If you own the house and want to invest some money into that, then you don't have to have a key. I think apartments have that now, too. Not oh. a, not a ton of them, but fair amount. Do the key entry or the code entry. The coded entry. So those are good. Yeah. Um, but then also just general things that you need to have on you in case of emergency. Have, you know, a little bit of cash, like a 20 or something. And uh, Oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. Yeah. That's so a good idea. Have your phone. Have a key. Have a little bit of cash. Those uh, are definitely good things to have with you. Yeah, if you have a phone and some cash, then you're pretty much never, like, at the will of your date. You can always call a cab or now there's Uber and Lyft, which you don't know if those people are going to be any more or less trustworthy, really, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I know at least for Lyft, they do have background checks on those people, so you might be able to fool those, but uh, if you didn't do a background check on your date, they're probably safer than your date if you don't feel safe with that person. Yeah. So those are just some basics to have. Anything else on that? Uh, no, I don't think so. I guess I would definitely reiterate the need for bringing your key and having a purse. I got wise and I like got a bracelet to put my key on after I got locked out two or three <laughs> times. <laughs> okay. And that brings us to our last like, you know, date escape slash you know, general safety item, which is to have someone that can be a backup ride for you that you trust. So this could be a home teacher, visiting teacher, friend, sister, brother, parent that lives nearby, or if you live with your parent, that works fine. Uh, but just have somebody that you can call that you know, you know, whatever the situation is, if you say, hey, I really need to get picked up. My car broke down, or I'm on a really bad date and the guy won't take me home, or I just don't feel comfortable. You know, somebody that you can trust and that when you call them and say, I need to be picked up, they will drop what they're doing and they can come and get you. And that's not an issue as far as them being someone you trust. So I know when I was dating in NYSA Awards, there were a few friends that I had that were really good friends that were girls. 
And I don't think I ever got called in this situation, but I did get called a few times like, hey, my car broke down. Can you come help me? That was just because I knew I would come and I would help them. So find somebody that has that kind of relationship to you that you know you can trust them and they will come and get you if you need a ride. Yeah, maybe even have like, I don't know, three or four or five different people saved on your phone and you could even have them like in a group, like (laughs) your emergency contacts or something. Your date emergencies or something. Yeah. Have your bishop's wife, your Relief Society president, <laughs> compassionate service leader, you know, people who are obligated to help you. <laughs> yeah. And it really shouldn't be uh, that big of an issue because most likely you're going to be around where you live. You're not going to go on a date that's super far away most of the time. So it's not going to be a huge deal to call up somebody that you're friends with and say, hey, I need a ride. So just uh, just think about that beforehand. Who would you call if you needed a ride, if you needed to be picked up, if you needed to be rescued? Yeah, that kind of leads in. You said that you'll probably be close by, so it's not an issue. That leads into another point that we had, that if you're going on like a first date or second date, someone that you don't really know, that you want to kind of set that date up in the first place to be more comfortable. So either make it a group date or keep it super local. That way you're not far from from your home and from your contacts that can pick you up if there's a problem you know set up the date in the first place to be close to home and or to be a group date to help you feel safe and comfortable and to to keep getting to know this person and that it can still potentially be a great date but you're just taking that precaution of uh, keeping yourself safe. You're not planning to drive like an hour into the mountains or let's, something. Let's go hiking in the mountains with this guy I've never really met. Yeah, a lot of people do that. They're like, you know, let's hike the Y. That's a big BYU date. You just go hike the Y with some random guy that you barely know. Mm, that's not a good idea. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, LDS people are great. Return missionaries are awesome. But... Not in all cases. So definitely don't fall into the, oh, he's a return missionary and he's an Eagle Scout and everybody thinks he's great. And so let's go hiking in the mountains with this guy that I've never really gotten to know very well. I personally think that if you're going on a hike or something, you should always go as a group because it's going to be more fun. And if there is some problem where like someone sprains an ankle or something, you have more people to help carry that person down the mountain. <laughs> like, it's just a good idea all the way around to have more people on a, a physically strenuous thing. Of course, I get heat exhaustion really easily, so I think that way. And that's just kind of a, <laughs> also goes back to the, to the first, or one of the first points anyway. If you're doing a date like that, that's more outdoorsy and stuff, then that's just general safety guidelines is when you go on a hike, someone should know where you're going you know, what route you're going to take, when you're going to be back. And uh, in case you don't show up, they can go check out where you are and you're not lost in the wilderness. Yeah, there's usually not cell service in the mountains. So you need somebody to know where you are. Okay, so I think that (laughs) wraps up our general safety guidelines for dating. Now we're going to get into a little bit heavier stuff. um, But I think it's important to talk about, and this will probably be mostly me talking. Because it scares me. Because Carrie gets a little scared. Um, (laughs) It's my worst fear. So, trigger warning, if I'm using that correctly. I don't know what that means. I've never heard that before. You say trigger warning because something that is coming up in the content. Is controversial. Yeah, like might trigger them and, you know, freak them out or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
So trigger warning, we're getting into to a little bit of the heavier worst case scenario type of things here. Um, so talking about dating safely, and again, this especially um, applies to girls who are dating female young women, uh, whatever you consider yourself. Or guys who are dating bodybuilder girls. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Um, be aware of your situation. And this is just kind of a general guideline, uh, not specifically towards your, the person that you're on a date with, but just the, the location that you're in, be aware of what's going on around you. A lot of times we get wrapped up, especially if we're on a date, um, in the person and talking to them, getting to know them, you might be having a great time. Y'all just got out of the movies or something and it's late and you feel completely safe with your date, but it's late and there's no one else around and a mugger comes up. And you guys don't notice and somebody's got you at gunpoint. So be aware, look around, see who's around you, see what they're doing. Um, Especially if you're in a more secluded area, keep your eyes out. Um, Don't get so caught up in the date that you're not paying attention to your surroundings. Don't get so caught up in talking to your date while he's driving around that you don't notice that you're out in the middle of nowhere all of a sudden and he's pulling the car over. That's the, the first key thing is just to be aware of your surroundings at all times. Make sure that what's happening is something that you're okay with. And that where you are is somewhere you feel safe. Did we already say don't go in parks? That is the next point. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Carrie's contribution to this <laughs> to this topic is... Don't go in parks at night. <laughs> and don't park your car somewhere at night to talk. This is in a, the Strength for Youth pamphlet specifically mentioned. So I think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely a good point. And... That kind of goes both ways because there's kind of two two sides to this to this uh, heavier safety situation. And one is that you and your date get attacked by an outside attacker, a third person who wants to do your harm, who wants to rob you, whatever it is. And the other scenario, the I guess the worst, worst case scenario is that your date has bad intentions towards you. And we're talking here about date rape. So staying out of parks, dark places, you know, park cars at night in the dark. This is where these things happen. This is where people with bad intentions like to go because there are no witnesses. There's no one around. There's no one to help. So if you stay out of parks, if you stay out of parked cars, if you stay out of dark and lonely places at night, you are more likely to avoid these bad situations that you don't want to end up in. So well said. Good point on that. Um, So I guess the final set of points is we are in that worst case scenario where your date is trying to go further than you want to go. Um, or is actually trying to rape you. The first thing to remember is to make it very clear that this is not something that you're wanting to do. Say no, say no repeatedly, and put up a fight. Some people in that situation will freeze up, and they will just stop and break down and, you know, not be able to function. Traumatized. Exactly. And that is not the situation that you want to find yourself in. There is a situation of several young women that were living together, And guys came into their apartment and broke in and physically attacked them and tried to rape them. And um, one of the young women that lived there put up a fight and said no and kept saying no and no, no, and pushing them away. And, you know, they ended up leaving her alone and going after the other ones, which would have happened anyway. So that's not, you know, obviously her fault. But the the key thing to remember there is that she kept saying no and putting up a fight. Uh, Guys that are interested in this, they typically aren't looking for a fight. That's not something that they want. Um, So if you put up a fight, then hopefully that will deter them at least a little bit. And by putting up a fight, I mean anything you can do to physically harm them. So whether that is saying no, yelling, screaming for help, 
Um, especially if you're not in lonely places, that's probably going to do the trick. None of those are physically harming them. Right. I was getting to that. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, if they are still after you are loud and make sure that the message is clear that you are not down with the situation, then use whatever you have to attack them and to harm them as much as is physically possible. So this is kind of where I get into my kind of self-defense stuff. I'm a pretty strong proponent of self-defense. So the first thing would be to take a self-defense class. If you've never done one of those, then you should do that. They have classes, I think, pretty much all over the place you can find them, where they will specifically teach you as a woman how to defend yourself when you are being attacked by a man. And there are some techniques you can learn. You need to practice them for them to be effective, but just having the knowledge will also help. If that's all you have, then they will show you how to hurt somebody in the most effective way. I don't really know a ton of that stuff because that's never been hugely pertinent to me, but if all else fails, stick your thumbs into their eyes and dig towards their brain and hopefully that stops them. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, you should be more prepared than that. So I would say at the very least, carry a can of pepper spray in your purse and whatever you have with you. It's going to suck to use it because when you spray pepper spray, it's not like you hit the other person in the face and they go down and that's the end of it. Especially if you're in a car or something, when you spray pepper spray, it kind of goes everywhere. So if you're in a car, you're going to get it. They're going to get it. It's going to be hard to breathe. It's going to burn. And it's probably going to make them mad. So depending on how sensitive they are to it, it might just take them off worse. If you're lucky, it'll take them down long enough for you to get away and run and use your phone and call 911. So best case scenario, you have pepper spray. You spray them in the face. They go down. You can get away and call 911. Not so great scenario. It just takes them off and makes them angry. So at the very least, have pepper spray if that's all you're comfortable with. Make sure you know how to use it. Make sure you are aware that it's going to spray probably on you as well. If the wind's blowing at you and you spray it towards the wind, you're going to get pepper spray in your face. So that's why I would say a better thing to do, but definitely a stronger commitment to your safety is to get your concealed carry permit and carry a gun with you. In most states, you have to be older than 21 to do this, and you definitely need to take training classes to learn how to use a weapon effectively to protect yourself. But in most situations, they're not looking to get shot and to die. They're looking for an easy target. So if you really want to be serious about your safety, I would say you need to go learn about it, study it, get yourself a gun, get a license to carry it concealed and learn how to effectively use that weapon. Because hopefully you'll never have to use it. Probably you'll never have to use it. But if you're in the situation where you need it, you should have that available to you. Worst, worst case scenario. We haven't talked about that. Where they actually get raped. Where you're going to be raped and murdered. You have to be prepared to just be evidence found in the woods. Okay. Worst, worst case scenario. Um, you've done everything you could to put up a fight and they have overpowered you. So the first thing to do, if you have been raped, let the authorities know. Call the police, tell them what has happened. There's usually a lot of shame that goes with this, but it's important that you go and let the police know and get the evidence logged. You know, don't take a shower or anything beforehand. They need to get evidence that this has happened. Take a, a medical exam, basically. There's a rape kit that they'll do to get evidence to make sure that you're telling the truth and that this actually happened. And so the person can be hopefully put away for a very, very, very long time. Very likely. Yes. Um, so if you make sure to make that call and to let someone know then that will happen and it's going to suck and it's going to be horrible and it will change your life forever. But 
hopefully you will survive and that person that did the horrible thing will not be around anyone anymore. And then the absolute worst, worst case scenario is uh, unfortunately what also happens, I don't know how frequently, but it does happen that they drove you off somewhere into the woods or something and you have been raped and they are going to kill you and leave you somewhere where hopefully they think no one will ever find you. And most likely you will be found. So make sure this is hard to talk about. (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. I think you've also been talking about it now for like 13 minutes. So if you are in that scenario where you have been raped and it looks very probably like they are going to kill you and leave you somewhere. Do everything you can to leave evidence. You're still going to be wanting to put up a fight as much as possible. But if you've tried to attack them and scratch them and, you know, dig out their eyes and everything, then most likely you're going to have their DNA on your body. That will help the authorities to be able to find out who did this to you and to hopefully put them behind bars. Especially if you can get at their face and stuff. I've heard, I think I thought of it from like watching NCIS or something. (laughs) But if you can attack your attacker's face and then your body is found before his face heals, then, you know, it's kind of a, a sign to them like, okay, they had skin cells that match this guy and his face is scratched up. That's pretty good evidence. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess kind of just to to wrap this up, I know it's it's pretty dark and it's been, uh, I guess, harder than I thought it would be to talk about, but just remember to always fight as much as possible. Whether you think that you can fight the person off or not, put up a fight. You might be able to hurt them more than they thought you would and they would give up, or maybe they'll just try to play it off, or maybe you won't be able to stop them, but you can hurt them in the process. Again, I would strongly encourage you all to, at the very least, take a self-defense class and practice self-defense. You need to practice it or else it won't be very helpful to you in a real life situation. That means practice flipping people and Yeah, get your roommates, get some guys that you're friends with that you're comfortable with to, you know, to attack you um, so that you can practice hitting them and hurting them and don't actually hurt them, (laughs) but practice the movements and, and get used to doing it because it's all about the muscle memory that you develop so that when the situation arises, you won't have to think about it. It will just happen. So take a self-defense class, carry pepper spray. If that's all you're comfortable with, again, I strongly encourage you to look into getting a concealed weapon license and carrying a handgun because that is the most effective way uh, to end a situation like this that you don't want to be in. Either you're going to scare them off or you will shoot them until they no longer move. And that's okay. because It's it's not a concealed anymore, is it? Isn't it just a permit to carry or something like that it depends on the state um so there are a lot of different state laws but every state should have a concealed weapons license or concealed weapons permit they call a lot of different things okay um but you in most places need to have that um like in texas now we live in texas you can open carry which means that you can carry your gun outside but that's not going to be horribly helpful to you in this situation because then your date or whoever it is knows that you have a weapon and they will try to neutralize that if they're that determined hopefully that would deter them but the the better situation is to have a gun that they don't know about mm-hmm. so that you can surprise them and kill them <laughs> or scare them away either way <laughs> preferably just scare them away yeah so put up a fight to the end till they stop and then make sure somebody knows exactly what happened you're going to be shaken up you're going to be scared you're not going to get the details right but let somebody know and once you calm down you can get everything sorted out but let somebody know 
if this is a situation that you find yourself in in any way. Yeah, even if it doesn't culminate to the worst that can happen, like if you if you warn them that you have a gun and they back off, you still should tell somebody. Like, yes. Don't just think this didn't happen, close call, all done. You still should report it to the police and take all those necessary steps. Yeah, I don't think, oh, well, maybe, you know, he's, he's a good guy and he just, you know, made a mistake and, you know, had what thought this was going where it wasn't. Now, if someone is making advances at you like this, then most likely they have done it before or they are working up to do it to someone else in the future. Mm-hmm. So if you keep your mouth shut, you might just be letting them go off to the next victim. So that kind of wraps up this <laughs> this episode. I'm sure there's a ton more to say about it, but th- those are the key points. And like we said, it's pretty, it's pretty heavy stuff. It's stuff that we don't really want to think about because as human beings, we don't like to think about really, really ugly, wrong things um, like this. So it's kind of... A, a subject that you have to force yourself to think about and consider that, yes, this is a possibility. It's not likely, um, but it is a possibility that you could find yourself in this kind of a situation. So it's better to be prepared for it. It's better to have training to deal with the situation. And I mean, going back to that first key point is to be aware of your situation and never let it get to the point where you find yourself in that kind of a situation. If you're not with someone you trust, don't go somewhere where you're alone with that person. Indeed. And I was going to say, you know, I think we've kind of been building up to this topic because we talked about the law of chastity and we talked about, you know, what to do if you're in a date that that's awkward and different things like that. So I think we've kind of been building up to, okay, what if you're in this worst case scenario where your chastity is threatened and you know, we want to help you prepare for that. A lot of people don't want to talk about law of chastity. A lot of people don't want to talk about the these safety precautions to to protect you from the worst case scenarios of date rape or, you know, all these things. But we feel like it's important and there's people out there who want to know these things and feel more prepared. So, or you might have experienced this and you don't know what to do next. So we want to put this out there as your friends because it is serious and a lot of people won't talk about it. So we wanted to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. And we're definitely not like experts on anything legal or any of this like self-defense stuff. It's it's something I'm passionate about, but I'm not a self-defense expert. So hopefully I got all the, the details right. Um, but the main points definitely are are on point. Put up a fight. Be aware of your surroundings. And get training. You know, think about what you're going to do. Have a plan. Um, Take precautions. Take precautions. Uh, Make sure people know where you are, who you're with, when you're planning on being back. And most likely, you will have a very fun and very enjoyable dating time, dating period of your life until you find that person that you trust and that you want to get married to. And that will protect you. And look after you. So you never have to go anywhere at night by yourself ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that wraps up this episode. Um, if you have any questions, please let us know. Um, send us an email at ldsdatingpodcast at gmail.com. If it's something you want to share with people on this topic or anything else, uh, go to our Facebook page. You can find us at LDS Dating. Uh, we've also got a Twitter. We're not usually on there a whole lot, but if you send us a tweet, we will see it and we will respond to you back. And that is uh, LDS Dating Pod. Have we tweeted at all? 
I don't know if we've ever tweeted. I think I've sent like one or two, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting more into Twitter. I never really understood it, but I'm getting more into it now um, because I have another podcast that I'm working on, the Beauty and the Beastly Minute podcast, where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast one minute at a time. And so I'm starting to use Twitter a lot for that podcast and to promote that. So check that out. You can you can find that at Beastly Minute all over the place. But yeah, send us your questions and comments about dating. And we will talk about them and hopefully they will be happier topics that are just, <laughs> should I break up with him? And <laughs> I don't know who to go on a date with. And this guy kissed me and I don't know how I feel about it. So, <laughs> Send us your lighthearted questions. We need some. Yeah. Send us, send us whatever you got and we'll talk about it. And hopefully, you know, this will be our super heavy episode that um, doesn't happen very often, but that is extremely important. So that's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. Get you some dates. <laughs> Get you some dates. Be safe. Be aware. Get you some dates. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.